up your frozen dinners, grab your TV tray, and settle in for another episode of The Plus Platoon, your podcast for all things Disney Plus, brought to you by Disney Plus fans. Watch along with us every week as we cover all the new, the old, the good, and the bad on Disney Plus. So put down that remote, don't touch that dial, and welcome your fabulous Plus Platoon host. Hey everyone, welcome to the Plus Platoon. We're a Disney Plus fan podcast that gives honest, spoiler-free reviews, spoiler-filled reviews of movies and shows on Disney Plus. Look at new releases, coming attractions, and we'll even go back into the vault, revisit some of the classic Disney that's on. Make sure you're subscribed and you will never miss a moment. I'm gonna bring in Kate. Kate, this is two weeks in a row. I've screwed up that intro. <laughs> That's okay. You're yeah. doing great. I try. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to be here with my tuners. Yeah. Next, we've got Peter. Pete, glad to have you with us. Hey, everybody. And last, but certainly not last for now, but certainly not least, we've got Steve. Steve. Hi, tuners. Hey, guys. If you have not already, please like, subscribe, share. That way, you know, you'll never miss when we're talking about shows that are good or not so good. <laughs> now, this week. When are we going to get to good? Uh, <laughs> that. <laughs> that. Sorry. So with the Tron Light Cycle Run ride opening at Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney World on April 4th, we decided we were going to look back at the original Tron movie released in 1982 and was very influential for us. It was one of the first times where the, the excessive use of like computer video game graphics in a movie was very revolutionary. It has... And I am completely blanking on his name. Star the, I mean, the Jeff Bridges. Uh, Jeff Bridges. Thank you. I was like, <laughs> the dude is a user, which yeah. we all knew that. But <laughs> in this, the idea behind it is that there is a master control program that has kind of taken over, like how in two thousand one, a space odyssey. So, and the there's a set of programmers that have essentially gotten kicked out of what they really wanted to do. And this master control program is taking over other programs. And inside it, they are actually personified as characters. And the idea behind it is that the master control uses them for essentially gladiator games. And when he kills them, he takes their power. The Jeff Bridges character, it reminded me a lot of Free Guy, to be perfectly honest, where the guy in charge is taking credit for something someone else did. And, but the, so the Jeff Bridges character is about to get the information that says that he is actually the one that created all these programs when the computer itself shoots him with a laser and digitizes him into the game or into the system. There, he's manages to kind of shift a little matrixy for me. Then, because eventually he realizes he can actually manipulate and control the space that he's in, 
But it says something, guys, when this movie is most remembered for about a minute and a half scene of the light cycle races. That is all. That's pretty much you ask someone about Tron. Oh, my gosh. It's the light cycle races. The guys racing the motorcycles in the video game. So, Pete, I'm going to go to you on this one as our most experienced uh, Tron viewer. <laughs> what made this movie user friendly? Yeah, I'm I'm not sure why I'm that because we were talking last week that somehow I had never seen this movie oh. um even though I was probably uh old enough to have seen it. It was a fair um, assumption on my it, part. When it was yeah, no. Um it came out in 82, I would have been 12, but for some reason I never saw it. I think because I'd heard uh, that it wasn't very good. Um, and that kind of holds true, but, um, I had seen, I've seen the sequel. We went and saw the sequel, uh, which is clearly, you know, that's about 10 years ago now, I think, or something like that. The sequel came out, um, still not a great movie, but better. Well, anyways, (laughs) let's talk about what's good about this movie. Um, I think for its time, the story I think it was a fairly clever story idea. It was fairly early with computers and to have this concept that the programs within the computer are personifications of the people outside the computer. Um, Almost all of the characters in the real world are represented by characters. I shouldn't even say almost all. I think they all are. are, Um, David Warner, who's the, the, the bad guy. Uh, the CEO and the guy that stole Jeff Bridges video games is also the, he plays both the master computer and he also plays the, the gl- leader of the gladiators or whatever. And then the, the, the three other, the four other actors, including like a senior programmer guy, they all appear in the, in the, in the program. I thought that was kind of ahead of its time. Um, some of the computer graphics for its time were probably pretty advanced. I guess it's hard to look at it now and say that, but yeah. Um, and uh, that's all I got. So <laughs> what do you got, Steve? Um, I would say I saw this when I was 12. Um, the computer graphics, I remember being blown away, seeing it on the big screen, like like light, light cycle race and just overall graphics, like something that we have never seen. It was amazing. Um, I don't remember what I thought about the story, and we can talk about that later. <laughs> um, it was the graphics and this idea back then that computers were sort of new. Arcades were definitely in. Um, so seeing a little of the reference to Pac-Man was very cool because everyone recognized what that was. Um, it was the graphics. I mean, we were talking earlier. I could sort of match it up with seeing Avatar for the first time, seeing the computer, the visuals of that. Of this was such a wow factor because nothing like it had ever been seen on the screen. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, for me, I was born in 1980, but I still have enough of that retro video game nostalgia that it did hit on that for me. I wonder if they actually got permission to use Pac-Man or if they just kind of stuck it in there. Um, But so for you, it would have been the avatar to me. I would have likened it to those of us who remember seeing Jurassic Park for the first time 
and seeing the dinosaurs on the screen at the time that was oh my gosh there's dinosaurs on the screen or yeah. even to reference something else we've se- talked about here in on Disney Plus the ballroom scene at, in Beauty and the Beast that that the computer sweep up through the chandelier just some of those video graphics but the nostalgia on that for me worked um Kate how about you <laughs> Okay so I went into this I went into this wanting to like this movie I went into this hoping um to just full transparency I if you haven't read the book or seen the movie Ready Player One, mm-hmm. um, I kind of went into this thinking it was going to be like a Ready Player One, and it was not. Um, but I enjoyed uh, the very beginning when we weren't in the grid, and the it it was just very nostalgic of. Uh, um, more or less my childhood. It was a little bit before my childhood, but it reminded me of like the arcade games and um, just the same sort of style early. What year was this movie? Did this movie come out? 82. 82. So, so, okay. So I was born in 88. So it was a little before my time, but the style was still relatively similar. Um, And I enjoyed that. I I really enjoyed that. Uh, That was kind of like a uh, nostalgia. Um, Okay, Kate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, in the movie, whenever something is basically beaten or killed off by the master control, they say it has been pixelated. So, Kate, what should have been pixelated by master control? And you can't say the entire movie. Okay, well, <laughs> no, 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 I won't. I have to remember, and I had to remind myself of this um, while watching that this and Steve a little bit confirmed this for me before we got on the call that um this was revolutionary in its time that this was a huge deal in its time and so i tried really hard to not be like oh my gosh this is so hokey like this is so bad because i was like no like when this came out this was probably really cool for people and a really like kind of how we view marvel movies today or star wars movies it's it's it really is cool um i just had trouble the storyline felt very bland to me it didn't in my opinion have a lot of depth to it um and and that's I, I was just expecting a little bit more depth to the story and the character development, and it just wasn't there for me. I did watch the entire movie, um, and I just like it. Just felt very bland. It felt like there wasn't a lot of depth. There wasn't a lot of character development, and that's hard. That's hard. I mean, ignoring like all of the somewhat dated CGI and all of that kind of stuff. Um, I just I couldn't. I'll be curious to know if anyone else felt that way or if I just was having trouble getting into the storyline. Um, uh, oh, shoot. There was one other thing I was going to say. What was it? What was it? What was it? Um, I didn't think that the... I just... I think they did as good as they could. 
the storyline was lacking. I think that when they created the movie, they were relying on the wow factor from the CGI and technology of it, which was probably a wow factor then, as was Jurassic Park when Jurassic Park or Jaws when Jaws came out. Um, I didn't see Jurassic Park as a kid because that movie was terrifying. Oh, it's scary. It is still scary. And that movie still holds up as very scary. Um, which Derek, it surprises me that you like that movie because you don't like I scary. never said that. I did not say I liked the movie. I said I thought the visuals <laughs> were amazing. Oh, okay. Got it, got it, got it. That's that's what, fair. What movie? Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. <clears throat> the um, original. So I I again I wanted to like this movie. I went in with really high hopes, understanding that it was made in the eight early 80s. Personally, I don't think it held up, not because of the technology, but because the storyline is just bland. So, Pete, what about you? Okay. It's the movie's boring. <laughs> I'm going to come right out and say okay. it. Um, so, I'm not alone in that. No, no. Um, the other thing I want to say is that you were saying, like, oh, it was really revolutionary for its time. And it was kind of, but. I I do remember that like I, I was 12 when it came out and I remember going to movies that year. I remember waiting in line to see E.T. And I remember going to see um, a couple other things. Rocky three. It was that year. I saw that in the theaters as a kid. And um, uh, I don't know if I saw Star Trek two in the theaters, but that was also the same year as Star Trek two. Go watch Star Trek Two: the Wrath of Khan next to this movie and this movie looks like crap (laughs) i'm I'm sorry star Star trek star trek 2 i mean it's not it doesn't hold up to today's standards but the but the special effects were much better this is this is two years after empire strikes back right and yeah okay this is all computer a lot of computer generated stuff but the but the 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 characters in their pajamas with their glowy stuff painted on them look kind of silly in this movie. It again, the, t- the 2010 version, like I, th- I think they were reaching beyond their grasp for this movie. And I give them a lot of credit for that, but the story moves very slowly. The effects, the, the computer, the CG computer effects are kind of cool, but anytime they actually, or most anytime they have the character, the, the people in their, pajamas i think are like when jeff bridges were trying to steer that thing remember that one scene where where he's like it looked ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) and i i i think it would have looked ridiculous to to an extent back then um i don't think this was um i was trying to look up the box office it was not in the top 10 movies of uh, of 1982 i don't know where it ended up sitting i'll figure it out before the end of this episode but uh i think it, and last thing as far as slow it reminded me more of 70s sci-fi pre-star wars where <laughs> the pacing a lot of a lot of early or not early site but a lot of late yeah. 60s early 70s yeah. sci-fi is really slow paced and it reminded me of that it wasn't as bad as the black hole though no 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 no. so steve i'll let you um i'm gonna go agree with kate it was the story it was a confusing story it was a boring story um i think they're trying to be really nerdy and geeky because back then computers were sort of the new thing not everyone had computers at home and stuff 
And um, my partner and I were talking about, it seems like some Star Wars knockoff. Like like some of it, this seems like just like Star Wars stuff. And then some of the romance at the end, like really, where did that come from? Like, like some of the kisses at the end, like, why are you kissing now? Because I thought she was with the other dude. Exactly. Like, who are, why are you kissing him? <laughs> because they were together and then they <laughs> broke up and now he kisses her at the end. Yeah. yeah. So, and because the wrap up of all of a sudden, now you took over the corporation and it was just very yeah. cheesy. And like, why would you go work for a company that has nothing really to do with video games? It's dealing with lasers. Because plot holes, plot holes, boring story. Lasers. The idea behind the lasers is that they take a real object and digitize it. Okay. So it's like Willy Wonka and the Wonka vision. It's weird. Um, yes. Um, and, and why did he never come across the orange in there? That's what I want to know. No, I wanted the I wanted to see the orange. I wanted the orange to be like thirty feet around. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> How did they miss that? Yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't help that the first 10 minutes are horribly boring. Um, is that it's been covered uh, for the graphics. The thing that got me was you could tell it was all green screen and it wasn't good green screen because you could tell the light shining on it had that pixelated look of there's too much light shining on it so it doesn't read that it's not the green screen. So that didn't work when you know that green screen had been done much, much, much better many, many, many years before. Think Mary Poppins, if nothing else. That there, there's your there's a big example. Yeah. Um as far as the computer taking over, I mean for people to have, you know, interacted with computers more recently, War Games was the next year and was such a better movie yeah. as far as a computer being sentient and taking over. Um, heck, this came a good 15 years after 2001 A Space Odyssey. So the whole computer taking over and not letting people do what they want was not a new concept at this point. Um so- so I'm 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 am looking at the box office and of particular interest. It, it finished 26th out of 30. Made, uh, no, out of however many movies. So there's there's a lot of them, but it finished 26th over what the for the year. What did what? it beat? What did it beat? Uh, well, this is this is interesting. I know two <laughs> two weeks earlier, a little movie opened a little, another little sci-fi movie opened and it did beat this movie. That movie was Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, you guys remember who starred in Blade Runner? That was Harrison Ford. Right. And do you guys remember the year Harrison Ford, okay. yeah. and Deep Impact both came out the same summer? Yeah. No, that, that wasn't. Exactly. That's so, what that so, uh, Tron did lose to Young Doctors in Love, which of course we all remember. Oh, right? Yeah, Young Doctors in Love. Yeah. Rotation. Yeah. So what did it beat? So, <laughs> what did Mind it beat? Well, let's. I said it beat Blade Runner. Uh, beat Blade Runner. Yes. Wow. Yep. Uh, it beat uh, the re-release of Cinderella. Okay. Yeah, that's expected because you got a lot of yeah. matinees in there, and um, it beat. Uh, I'm trying to see movies that it actually 
No. no. Yeah. It beat Airplane 2. Really? Huh. Yep. There's an airplane too. You don't want to. Kate, don't watch it. Don't. (laughs) Just don't. Don't. (laughs) Yes, there's an airplane too. But airplane one is so funny. And airplane two is so not. It's 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 not nearly up to airplane. But bad guy. There's that's the one that the trip to like the moon or something. Yeah, they're they're going to the moon. It's (laughs) okay. So I'm not missing like a cinema master. No, 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 no. Uh, it beat the Road Warrior. Okay. Okay. So it beat the Dark Crystal. Yeah. Uh, but other movies it lost to Time Bandits, uh, Conan the Bar- Barbarian. <laughs> Annie beat it. Yeah. We already mentioned Star Trek. You know Trek what's too. an underratedly hilarious movie? Mm-hmm. Clue. I don't think it's underrated. <laughs> Clue's awesome. I don't think it's underrated. Clue's no it longer is- underrated. No. It is so, so funny. Trust me. That, that and Airplane and, and the Jerk. Man. The Jerk is also very Oh my goodness, funny. the Jerk is so good. That that was like two years earlier. So So, Sadly, uh, but anyways, anyways, right, back Jared, to back to next? Tron. It made about $30 million, uh, $33 million total gross. What um, did it cost? This does not say that. I can click on it and see if it says. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, um, mm. sorry, should have had this pulled up anyway. Yeah, uh, Tron cost 17 million. Yeah, no, sorry, well, that's legacy. Yeah, Tron cost 17 million, and you said it made 30 overall, 33. Okay, so no, that was that was domestic, but they didn't have worldwide back then, so yeah. Um, so, okay. so it, it was, it was, as I said, I remember several of these movies that summer. I do not remember Tron. I did not see Tron. I did not want to see Tron. So I think though they sold it on the effects, uh, I don't think that led to a real success because the movie wasn't particularly good, even the at the time. Okay. So back in my childhood, anyway, I'm sure Kate's childhood and definitely probably Stephen Pete's childhood. There were arcades around. They are, they were essentially shops. I remember a couple that were in malls around where I was because that's where anything that had any kind of cool factor was, was in a mall. So, Steve, I'm going to start with you. What was your go-to arcade game growing up? Oh, this brings back memories because after every report card, the local arcade would give you tokens for A's, B's, and C's. And since I got all A's usually I'd I'd end up with like 40 tokens and spend the afternoon at the arcade. Um, but my go-to games were Centipede with the trackball. Um, also Mission Control, because I really like the trackball. Uh-huh. And then also Qbert. Qbert, yes. Qbert. <laughs> Those I I played Pac-Man, but I wasn't very good at Pac-Man or Miss Pac-Man. But I was really good at Centipede and I was really good at Mission Control. And I was okay at Q-Bird. I also remember Burger Time, which was a sort of a knockoff to um, like Donkey Kong, where you would go up and walk over the burger pieces and stuff. Some really game. old yeah. classics. Yeah. Yeah. Centipede. I was like, and Steve, I remember most of those. I had an Atari 2600. Those, oh, the were, all, those were all Atari games. 
So yes. no, with the with the joystick. Oh no, I had a trackball for my Atari. Yeah, I think I think we did too, but we mostly used the joystick. Yes. But I had all those games. I'll tell you the best game on that though was Frogger. Um yeah. because when it jumped it and it made that like, <laughs> yeah. and it got ran over. Mm-hmm. Um yes. being a little bit older, uh I was really my bigger go-to was more pinball. Um specifically the pinbot pinball game and the Adams family pinball game after the first movie came out was nice. But as far as my the video game that if they had it, I would always go play it was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle video game where and it followed the cartoon, not the movies. Okay. So like the first end of the first level was always Bebop. Um, and then the next level was Rocksteady, and eventually you got up to where you faced. <laughs> Here's your Marvel connection: the big brain that's in charge of everything, Kang. <laughs> so, ah, Kang. Um, those were my that, and I enjoyed a good ski ball. So, Ooh, who doesn't like ski ball? I love ski ball. <laughs> and Derek, do you remember Dragon Slayer? Because a coworker oh. and I were talking about Dragon Slayer, so that was the. It never really took off, but I, I lost so many know. quarters to that game. I don't oh, know. I, are you kidding? I thought Dragon Slayer was, was Dragon Slayer was, was the, really was, popular. Was the, was the cartoon video one where you had to hit it? Right, you had to right. like hit. You had to like go left and right, and you had to do it right at the exact the right, right second. And there's like this little pause, and it would load up the next video. Yeah, and yeah. Oh, I lost man. so many quarters. What that's only to me, but okay. well, and then there was the. It was one where they had like the different buckets of like you threw ping pong balls into the different buckets and you always cheated by leaning all the way over and dropping it the farthest one. So you got all the tickets because you got to have the bouncy balls. Got to get the tickets for the bouncy balls. For the bouncy balls. Okay. Kate, what was your go-to arcade game? First, first I have to comment on hearing you say the buckets with the bouncy balls (laughs) makes me think of, um, Oh my gosh! And now I'm not going to be able to remember the the clown. Bozo. It was huh? no. Oh, you're talking about the ping pong balls. Yeah, the Say it again, Derek. Bozo okay. the clown. Bozo the clown. Oh, yeah, that uh-huh. made me think of Bozo the clown because I was an avid Bo. Like that was what I did in preschool and kindergarten. Is I would eat my breakfast on my Ninja Turtles little TV tray. I would eat my cereal and watch Bozo the Clown. And I loved Bozo the Clown. And they had the little buckets with the ping pong balls. Uh-huh. So that was, so that's what that made me think of. But for me, um, my quote unquote arcade experience was we would go to Pizza Hut. And at Pizza Hut, the Pizza Hut we had had... Had some ar- <laughs> had some arcades. Pizza Hut was originated at Wichita State University. Thank you very yes, much. So, um, anyway, so we would mm. so we would go to the Pizza Hut when we and I'm going to date myself a little bit here. Um, we would go to the Pizza Hut when we had our book it. We would uh-huh. have our book it. I um, bet I know what game it was too. Go buttons. ahead. Well, so the ones that we would play, we did play Pac Man was one, and then there were two pinball machines, and I think i don't i don't remember 100 percent, but i think they were teenage mutant ninja turtles and 007 i think Probably. it was a 007 pinball machine because this would have been 1990 97 98 99 yeah. somewhere in there 96 97 98 
and <laughs> the great uh, years, by the way, that was the great ones where it was the table video games. So it was like the yeah. it was like you sat on either side and looked down into yeah. the table. But but at the yes that but at the um the 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 oh my gosh the Pizza Hut pinball? that I went to oh, yeah. it was mostly pinballs. Okay. Um, and that, and I was so bad at it. Like I was just hit this button as hard as you can, even if the ball is nowhere near you. Hit it as hard as you can to make yourself look cool. So, um, <laughs> and this was when you had to put one coin in to play pinball. Yes, not Correct. three or four. So, um, so that was kind of my. Now I had this was at an arcade. We had a pong. Uh huh. At home, it wasn't. A, I don't think it was Atari. Yeah, it was. It was Atari. It would have been Atari, yes. Okay, so we had Pong, um, and I would play that, uh, and I was also very bad at it. Uh, you had a Pong gang in the nineties. It, it was my mom's. It was I my had a mom's. Or sixty four in the nineties, so. Yeah, it was a Pong. I I don't think it was Atari. Well, it must have been. Anyway, um, so we had that in our basement. Um, so I would play Pong. I didn't play it very much, but. I'm very curious if my mom still has that. Probably not. But anyway, uh, so that was kind of my, when it comes to arcade games, that was my, the Pizza Hut on the Friday night when you took your bucket and you got a free personal pan pizza. Oh, God, the good old days. It was great. Pete, what about you? <laughs> I'm going to reminisce now, too. Right. We, so we had a strip mall that had an arcade and then... Just like three doors, three doors down from it, there was actually the dollar fifty theater that it only had two screens. Yeah, but you, yep. could see movie, yep. you could see movies for a dollar fifty. So <laughs> that was like my childhood was going to that, you know, taking like ten or twenty bucks at the arcade, which you could play for a pretty long time for that because everything while. was only oh, yeah. only a quarter back then. If you were any good at it, and then go to the dollar fifty movie theater and see. Um, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom for the eleventh time. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, I, I, my my go to games. I think I I think I played quite a bit of Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Junior. Uh, I remember playing Asteroids quite a bit, and um, I was never good with the trackball though. When you said cat, uh, when you said uh, centipede, centipede, I sucked at that game so bad. Um, and uh, uh, the other game I like to play a lot uh, was Joust. And for younger people, oh yes, for for younger people, if Joust you want to, awesome. if, if you want to think about Joust, did you see the Super Bowl halftime show with Rihanna? <laughs> that was basically a Joust game, yeah. except with Austin. You are so right. Oh, I love Joust. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that one. <laughs> yeah. and, and I don't know how we've gotten through this without mentioning like the one where. You knew the guy had way too much. It was more fun to watch someone who was really good at it. The original Mortal Kombat game. <gasps> Mortal Kombat! Someone who was good at Mortal Kombat was mo- almost more fun than playing it yourself because you knew now what, what are the combos? What, I don't know what the combos are. But he knew all of them. And it was just when they said, finish him. So here's what's <laughs> hilarious is like, I didn't go because I I was born in '88. I didn't go to set arcades. 
Right. We had right. like in every restaurant we went to, there was a little arcade. And so it's so funny because you all said, what was your favorite arcade game? Well, my brain went to pinball at Pizza Hut. You say Mortal Kombat. And I'm like, oh, my God, of course, the Mortal Kombat that was at Angelo's, which was like this little <laughs> family owned restaurant that still totally exists at like. I'm just like, oh my God, of course Mortal Kombat. Did I ever play it? Absolutely not, because I was so bad. But yeah, when they were like, fight! And then they were like, finish him! Oh my God, it's so funny that I just equate all of that also to food. Or the machines that have like six different games in them, but like only one of them ever worked. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What is, I mean, what does it say? Don't you guys wish that we could read books now and get free pizza? Oh my God, please. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh okay as i said originally we chose this movie because on april 4th is the official opening of the new tron ride at the magic kingdom it has already is already in shanghai is at shanghai disneyland and it has been going through multiple weeks of soft openings and previews etc pete i'm going to go to you you looking forward to the ride well, I look forward to every new ride at um, Disney World, uh, though admittedly after I wrote it, I didn't know I no longer looked forward to the Guardians of the Galaxy coaster, but um, I definitely am looking forward to this. I've uh, it, it, seen it for a long time, uh, you know, in videos from <laughs> Shanghai. Well, and it's been at Disney World for like seven to eight years in construction. So, right, they actually they actually announced it in I think 2017 or something like that, or 2000, yeah, something like that. So it's been in, now. Admittedly, it, they shut it down for like a year with COVID, but um, it still has been ridiculously long. Yeah, they they, they built Magic Kingdom in a year, right? <laughs> or Disneyland, I guess. I think I think they built Magic yeah, Kingdom in like a year and a half. Yeah. And this one ride has taken somehow seven years, but um yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about that. But yeah, no, I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be fun. It doesn't look like it's that like crazy a roller coaster. Like the crazy part about it is you're kind of on a bike. Um and there's definitely there's definitely things to like about the concept of Tron. Um, and I don't know if you guys have seen the second movie, Tron Legacy. There's some really cool stuff in it. It's it's still not very good, to be quite honest. But there's some really cool, like, with the advance of special effects, what they did with that movie looks amazing. Really does. Um, but the, and, and then especially, like, they, they do the light cycle racing again in, that, in the newer movie. And um, it's it's pretty impressive, and it's got a Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah, not not the Hemsworth, but Steve. It's, what about you, Steve? Um, I I am looking forward. It's not going to be for a few years because Florida is not in our rotation of trips. Um, I'll be riding the one in Shanghai, not Shanghai. Yeah, Shanghai. I'm going. I'm going, I'm going to Tokyo first, so that's. That's sort of the next big Disney sort of trip is to Ooh. go to Tokyo before I get to Florida. That's cool. So I'm looking forward to it. I love roller coasters. So I'll definitely be there when I get there. Derek. Okay. Um, not especially, to be perfectly honest. Um, first, I have huge issues with Disney's lack of size-friendly attractions. You took the word! 
words out of my mouth, Derek. Well, yeah, but as a person of size, I figure I had the right. So your size is that you have to make sure you, you know, if you aren't this tall, you should <laughs> Hey, I'm going to be indignant for Kate on that one. <laughs> um, That's a bazinga. Uh, Avatar. I have people in my party that I always go with that were not able to write Avatar. The, the Flight of Passage. The lap bar at Seven Dwarfs Mind Train totally sucks if you have any kind of width on your legs. Um, First, I don't know why they're doing individual lap bars. I mean, I realize they're probably safer, but they're not as inclusive. Yes, I understand that there is a essentially a sidecar at the back of a couple of the trains for people who cannot fit on the side on the actual cycles. And it has been reported that eventually those will be on the back of every train because there's enough people doing it. But if just because you're a certain size or just because you are have accessibility issues to make you wait through the whole line and make you wait an extra 30 minutes is to me really not acceptable. Um, it's less than a minute long. And I think it's less than two minutes. I think it's, no, like, it's, like, it's like 59 seconds. It's not very long. Okay. Yeah, it's very short. And it will be one that I will wait in a virtual queue for. I will not pay for the individual lightning lane for, for me personally. Um, and honestly, it reminds me a lot of the hype around Seven Dwarves. That yeah. it's this hyped up super roller coaster that... I like Seven Dwarves. Seven Dwarves is two barnstormers with a 30 second dark ride in the middle. I like bar- I like. I don't like Bardstormer. I, I like Seven Dwarfs. Um, but to me, Disney has really missed the, I mean, I understand not going a super loopy coaster at Magic Kingdom. I get I kind of get that because it's the whole family friendly portion of it. Mm-hmm. But to have built it up this much and have a good chunk of your population that cannot get the true Disney Imagineered experience is a huge miss for me. I it does seem I mean we're getting off on a tangent a little bit but it no, does seem it does seem weird that you wouldn't consider that uh the American population is people in Shanghai yeah yeah, yeah. that you that you wouldn't have redesigned the cars in some way yeah. but I don't know I for, from my perspective I'm not you know I'm not a small guy either um, I have a lot worse time at Universal than I do at Disney. Oh, yeah. I can, I can oh, yeah. ride pretty much every I I can ride everything at Disney without too much of a problem. I agree that Seven Dwarves is tight. tight. Um if but, you have a backpack. Yeah, well, if if I just have a my front pack. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> can I chime in as a little person? Yeah. Sure. Um, as someone who has always been very, very, very thin, um, I don't like that this ride excludes is feels very exclusory. Have I ever been excluded from a ride? No. Um, I, and, and Derek, I'm so glad to hear your point of view because I would think that separate lap bars would be a good thing. Um, because as someone who is really small, Getting next, sitting next to someone who is bigger, 
I never felt safe because there, and I would, I can only speak for like Six Flags. Yeah. Cause that Six Flags yeah. are world's fun. Cause that was really the only places we could go. Um, I never felt safe because I would sit next to someone whose thighs were four times as big as my teen, like little teeny tiny thighs as a 10 year old um, who technically was tall enough to ride the ride. But so I always thought the separate lap bars were great because then everyone felt safe. But so Derek, I'm so glad to hear your point of view on this. Um, it does bother me a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot that people who are larger are not able to ride this ride. I don't like that. I don't support that. I, it, it makes me very, very uncomfortable. Go ahead, Derek. And I will say they are able to ride it, but they're in essentially the fat and handicap lane. Yeah. See, that's not okay. And, and I guess <laughs> right. my, my question is why can't all of the, and, and I haven't ridden it. I live here and I have not ridden it. I don't know anything about the ride mechanics, but would it be that hard to have all of the, all of the cars be that? Then they're not slight cycles. I don't That's care. The, well, I don't I care. Like, that. I just, I'm I have you. a big issue with body shaming mm-hmm. and that feels very body shamey to me. Oh, cute. Um, so it's just I I have been very because I've watched a lot of my friends who are still cast members who have um, ridden it and made several comments about the size of things. And that bothers me a lot. It also bothers me a lot that you have to put your things in a locker for this one. When you don't have to put your things in a locker for rock and roller coaster that goes upside down, but you have to put your <laughs> yeah. in a locker. Well, but this. but like you got like universal where you have to put your things in a locker for everything. So um True. you know I I don't True. mind that that much. Um because I get just, why because you're sitting on a roller coaster. Where do you put your bag? You can't leave right. it on your back. You can't put I, it on your feet. I you know? Would like to ride this once, kind of like how I wanted to ride Cosmic Rewind once. Pete got to experience that with me. I will never ride Cosmic Rewind again. Um, I would like to ride this once. My guess is I will probably like it. Uh, I don't think this one will make me motion sick like the others. But I do have an issue. As someone who doesn't really have problems fitting fitting on rides... I do have an issue that isn't more inclusive and yeah, go ahead. Derek. And yes, I understand Disney has put test vehicles out at the introduction to like avatar and those kind of things. Why do those have to be in the public view? So you get someone to sit on there and Oh no, ma'am, I'm sorry. You can't sit on that in front of everyone. Yeah. So, okay. As we always do, when we watch a movie, for good or for bad, we give it a pixie dust rating out of five. Kate, you lead us off. Okay, well, can I ask a question first? Yep. Because this is this is hard for me. Because I know, mentally, I know that the CGI and the graphics were like groundbreaking. No, 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 no. Rate it right now. Rate, rate it on how much you enjoyed it. This watch. 1.5. I don't think you're going to be I'm embarrassed. So sorry. By, no, I don't think you're going to be embarrassed oh. by the, by that. I'm giving it a two. Um, I I just it was I, again. I'd never seen it before. I found it interesting to watch, 
nothing about it made me ever want to watch it again. Um, and I would probably rewatch the sequel, which again was not a great movie, but it was, it was better than this. Um, and, uh, Oh, that's, uh, that's all I got to say Two for me. What about you, Steve? It's a two for me. It was a boring story. I mean, it brought back memories, but it's a two. Um, one and a half, and that's a pity one and a half for me to be perfect. Oh, thank you, Derek. <laughs> one and a half because I was interested. The nostalgia that the graphics brought back to me made it up to one and a half. Guys, and this is not a good movie. I, I noticed no one reminisced the Tron video game. There's a Tron video game? There, oh, there gosh, was. it was the biggest thing in the world. I'm yeah. Right. yeah. Really? It, yeah. Did it come out after the movie? I'm very close. It was yeah. Very it it close had it had like it had the light cycle game. It had the 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 big rectangle ships. You had to shoot at the big the rectangle ships or something. Yeah. And then there was third thing. There were like three kind of different parts to it that were very different games. Okay. Sorry. 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 Okay. Gina's Gina's chiming in here. Gina, what was the third part of the game? <laughs> the disc. You had to throw the disc. Oh right. The, the light. Disc. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway. Is it just Gina's here? chiming in, everyone. Gina, welcome, Gina. Or did the light cycle game remind you of Snake on like oh, so much like Snake, snake. so much snake. like Snake because you couldn't hit the line. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> oh, I, an interesting piece of trivia on those on the discs, right? They were frisbees. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, they were. They just yeah. went out really? and bought frisbees. Yes. They went out and bought frisbees and they painted them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. but it was it was funny because I was like, wow, they didn't effectively make them not look like frisbees because they completely looked like frisbees. <laughs> right. So, Kate, we will talk to you at Disney Plus News because you did yeah. not watch. Sorry, yeah. y'all. Gina, so I'm going to go ahead and start off with you. Mandalorian Chapter 20. None of us like Chapter 19. Is Chapter 20 any better? It's better in the fact that we are now on the book of Bo-Katan. That's what we're doing, friends. This is the (laughs) book of Bo-Katan. Anyway, it's all about her leading this pack to get the boy who was snatched up by that dragon bat thingy. I don't know what bird, bat, whatever. I don't know what that was. So... This is, I think, Bo-Katan's going to be our star. She's going to be the leader of Mandalore and take her rightful place. And I think we're leading up to this. She's got to fight everybody. I think she's going to take down that armor sometime. That's my thinking. And then this Grogu situation with his past. I was not a fan of that. I was like, why do we have to see the Order 66 again? I keep, I'm tired of Order 66. (laughs) And then it takes me back to the wrong show. I'm like, this should be in Bad Batch. So this was, again, the book of Bo-Katan, and I hope it continues. And then, because I don't care about those other people, let's finish the book of Bo-Katan and be done. And it can be the Mandalorian Bo-Katan. That's it. <laughs> Pete. <laughs> yeah, I like this episode more. Uh, again, this this season is by far my least favorite of the, the three Mandalorian seasons so far, because it's very hodgepodge. This this story took a long time to start moving in any direction consistently. Uh, I did like this episode because it focused on the story. And, you know, I think as you say, it's it, we all know it's kind of going to be about Bo-Katan, but it's like how she ingratiates herself with these, uh, 
people of the watch or whatever they call themselves. Um, so I think it's, um, it's very, it's very interesting. I like that they explained how they eat because that was, that was something that was really bugging the hell out of me. So, (laughs) so I'm glad that they explained that. And, um, that uh, overall, I really like the story. I was very, I, I don't know if anybody else thought this, but like the whole, uh, fl- fl- flight with the monster bird, uh, it's, the effects are really, really good, man. I mean, like, I thought it, I thought it was like really sharp. Like you couldn't really tell what was CG, what was people in front of a grease green screen. And I just thought it was really well done. So I, I enjoyed this episode probably the most so far. And it was, it was short and had no filler, which was also nice. So Steve. Um, same thing. I, I love the little mini battle with Grogu. Um, when we we're watching it, it was either this is going to go really well or it's going to go really bad. <laughs> um, and then um, sort of annoyed that our story from last episode, no touch on that whatsoever. So it's like, what's going on? Um, I liked near the end where Bokatan and the armor were sort of discussing and she sort of dismissed her. Like, yeah, you saw, um, what is it, a mythical beast? Mythosaur. or Mythosaur. Yeah. Mythosaur. Like, sure you did. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so I think you're right, Gina. There's leading up something where there's going to be the issue between them of who's going to be the leader of, of the Mandalorians. Derek. Um, touching on Pete's point from it, as far as the visualizations be very, very good. I, I have a theory as far as why star Wars stuff looks very good. And Marvel stuff can sometimes look terrible. Part of it is we are accustomed and trained that Star Wars is in another galaxy. It's nowhere that we know. Marvel is, in theory, in New, New York. York State. <laughs> right. So we are expecting that to look like something that could really happen. Star Wars, we know, is not going to really happen. So these crazy creatures can look however they want to. Right. Well, this so, is true. Yeah. I think that's part of it. Um. It was interesting, touching on what you said, Steve, as far as her brushing her off until the very last sentence that she said of, you know what? I took it to feel like, yeah, you're right. The mythosaurs are alive. There are some down there. Yeah. Just the way she said the, this is the way at the the very last time she says yeah, it is like, okay, yeah, you did see one. Now what are we going to do about it? Type mm-hmm. thing. So, other than that, guys, this is such a boring season. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is terrible. I, I This was hyped up to me. Mandalorian is the best thing Star Wars has ever put out. This, is, this season is not. Until this now. Is not. Until yeah, this now. Andor was better. Now Bad Batch, now Bad yeah. Batch is the best. I would agree. Andor was better. Andor was, Andor better. was definitely better Andor than this season. had moments this. that were slow. Yeah. Yes. But this is... You knew something, you know, you knew Grogu was going to start building his armor up. I mean, you knew it was going to be shot one, shot two, and all of a sudden, okay, kids, show them what you can do, and then bang, 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 oh, jump, yeah. jump, five, yeah. five, 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 yeah. You knew that, that was, was coming. That was the cutie part. They're just telegraphing so much this yeah. season that very little is surprising. 
I just yeah. didn't need that Order 66 thing. We don't need that flashback again with, who was it? It was, um, what's his name? It was um, Jar Jar. Jar Jar Binks. Actor that played Jar Jar. Yes, and he's from Naboo, and I was just like, I can't with this guy, and the thing, oh, yeah. that was terrible. If this has what? Okay, how many episodes is this? We're in four in? We're halfway. I think it's eight. Yeah. This is halfway, so there's four more. Oh my god. Just gosh. wrap up okay. the book of Bo Katan. That's that's what okay. I'm watching this for. That's what I'm watching it for now. Right. Wrap up th- the story. But but it was short. <laughs> it, was it was short. short. Yes. If they're gonna keep the episodes like this, they all need to stay this short. Yes, yeah. I concur. Because if not, we're in trouble. Okay. All right. So Kate. Since Kate, Kate is there. Okay, Kate, let's bring Kate back in. And Kate, we've got some Disney Plus news. What do we got this week? We do. Okay, good. I'm not muted anymore. We do have some Disney Plus news. First off, as expected, the entertainment division of the Walt Disney Company is taking the brunt of the first round of layoffs that were previously announced. CEO Bob Iger has said the company will be reducing the overall amount of general entertainment it produces instead of instead focusing on brands and franchises. Including, I just saw a report, Jeffrey Epstein has been let go. So, um... The, the guy that died in prison? No. <laughs> um, uh, in charge of, D, like, did D tw- a lot of D23 stuff. Oh, okay. Um, but, There's another one? Yes. Oh, okay. Um... Jeffrey R. Epstein, uh, VP of Corporate Communications. So, but Hulu people, Freeform people, FX people, a lot of the double people have gotten let go. See, and this is tough for me, even though I think they mean entertainment as not like entertainment in the parks entertainment. He has said it will not be frontline parks people. That's good. But that is still a little triggering (laughs) to read as a frontline entertainment cast member who was laid off. But man, that sucks. It just sucks because this is an entertainment company, you know? This is round one of three. I know. I know. So let's just move on. In an uncharacteristic leak from the mouse itself, Marvel's Secret Invasion will begin its six-episode run on June 2nd. 22nd. 21st. Oh my gosh, words and numbers. 21st. <laughs> so we have an official date for that. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm looking forward to that one. Also, if anyone is curious as to Kate and Casey's journey through the Marvel Universe, we have four episodes left in the final season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., we then have the Runaways season, either two or three, um, and then we are into Endgame. Wow. So then we start. Then we start with WandaVision and everything that we have watched here on Disney Plus. So wait, um, some some of the uh, Agents of Shield is post Snap. Uh, yeah, season six and season seven are um, post Snap. It really doesn't. It, but there's like a lot of time travel. It. Yeah, it doesn't involve yeah. it. Um, I do enjoy this season of Agents of Shield, the final season, as it travels through time. So they go back to the 1930s, then they're in the 50s, then they're in the 70s, then they're in the 90s. So I do, I actually do enjoy yeah. that. Um, this season has been quite interesting. This last episode we watched was all about a time loop, which 
isn't the same as Tron, but like it had me thinking a lot with Tron. Didn't Star Trek Next Generation do that? Probably. Uh, I've never Star watched Trek's Star Trek. Done it. Anyway, if you're following along or care at all about my journey through the Marvel Cinematic Universe complete with television shows, it has taken over a year and a half. And but we are getting close to endgame. So here we are. Uh, Next up, continuing on, Vincent D'Onofrio, who played Kingpin in the MCU, has said that there are plans for a Daredevil Born Again season two. Um, that many plans will be put into action. They do not yet have any release information about season one. Y'all, I'm nervous about this. I'm nervous about this. Twenty-four for season one of Daredevil: Born Again. So I'm nervous about this because they they didn't do they they did Daredevil nasty on. On uh, She Hulk, everything about She Hulk, yeah, She Hulk was not. They did him dirty, so we'll see. We'll see. I'm not holding my breath. I hope it's different writers. We'll see. Um, And last but certainly not least, without any evidence that it is an April Fool's joke, Questlove has been announced as the director of the upcoming live action Aristocats. The movie has been billed as a live action CGI combination because we all we all know how well that worked out for remakes in the past there are some things that should not be become live action and that's just about any disney animated that's any (laughs) disney animated you know what no hold on hold on though any disney animated that is about animals no cgi animals i agree no no cgi animated i think there is a possibility that you could do a live action of the original The Rescuers, and it might be okay. Ooh, how are you going to do the mice, though? The they mice can't be mice. They can't be no. mice. It's just, it's, but any, I mean, the Aristocats, there are no humans. Oh, yes, well, well. No, there's Edgar. Yes, there are, the butler. The Edgar, Edgar, which is so funny because a very good friend of mine who works for Disney was a performer with me forever. Um, Older than me, just wonderful. And I always called him Edgar because of the Aristocats. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I just, why are we continuing on the live action path? It hasn't worked. It has uh, not had only, a The only thing I will say in its favor is the Lady and the Tramp live action that came out when Disney Plus first came out is not terrible. I didn't That's even know that came out. Yeah, yeah. Cinderella wasn't terrible, like 2014 Cinderella. Okay, that, yeah. Okay, except that Cinderella was different. Slightly, not that yes, different. Not that different. It showed the blue dress. That's why I figured it. And it was yeah. Disney. Yeah. Rogers and Hammerstein live action Cinderella is better. Yes, but I'm just saying for Disney's live action, the only one is 2014 Cinderella, in my opinion. Actually, let's just not do any of them. Sure. And there's yeah, a we, we, we haven't addressed very many of them on this show. Yeah. Um, because for the you most made, part, you made us watch Pinocchio, though, and I still don't forgive you for that. Oh, freaking the cat. The cat. And that was so bad. The Cleo so bad. wasn't terrible. The fish wasn't terrible. The fish wasn't terrible, but the cat. No. The cat was horrible. Everything else was horrible. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everything else was horrible. So, again, again if anybody's listening, do the not Netflix watch Pinocchio. it. I did not listen, do, do, and I watched. Do not it. watch this. Go, go, go to Netflix and watch Guillermo del Toro, Toro's Pinocchio, which just won Best Animated Feature. Well, well deserved. 
if 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 we are ever going to go off uh disney Mm -hmm. for an animation i would really suggest that we do that movie because we did the disney one and to see it done well would be great yeah so okay well kate thank you so much for the disney plus news Next week, because we have had a series of clunkers lately, and I mean (laughs) terrible shows, Um, like stuff that like there may be one or two higher rankings somewhere in the in the lineup. But for the most part, the last six or seven things we have watched have been terrible. So we're going to watch a series review a series that all of us have seen parts or all of and all of us, spoiler alert, spoiler alert for next week, all of us enjoy. It's a series called Prop Culture. It talks about the props from different Disney movies. There's multiple episodes. There's a Tron episode. There's Mary Poppins. There's Who Framed Roger Rabbit. There are multiple episodes of these. I have I've not watched all of them yet. Every episode I've watched is very, very good. So, Next week, we'll be reviewing Prop Culture. Spoiler alert, it's going to be a very positive review from us, for the most part. Yes. Yes. And, and there, is a Tron, there is a Tron episode. And we will make is, sure we watch the Tron episode. Yes. But that is better than the movie. That <laughs> doesn't take much. So, um, so that's next week, Prop Culture. We will also be continuing our slog through the Mandalorian universe. Only four more. Um, yeah, that's a threat. Um, that, oh my gosh, there's four more. We still have another month of this, guys. Um, guys, we do have actually a couple openings coming up in a couple weeks where we don't have anything to review yet. So if you have suggestions, please email us at plusplatoon at gmail.com. Message us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We, re- we get all your messages. We take everything into account. have had a couple people uh, message us lately. Really want to touch out. Um, thank you so much for those of you who have messaged us. We appreciate the feedback. Keep it coming. If there's something you'd like us to review. If there's something you think, oh my gosh, never ever review this, let us know that too. And we will let we will put that out there that we've had fans say, no, don't do this. So don't do it. <laughs> we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We have new episodes coming out every Thursday on YouTube and all major podcasting networks. For Gina, Pete, Steve, and Kate, I am Derek. We are the Plus Platoon, and we will say see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. Night. Howdy, howdy, Thanks for watching this week's episode of the Plus Platoon. Be sure to subscribe to the Plus Platoon podcast to keep getting great content each week. Then head over to Apple Podcast and leave those five-star reviews as they help make the Plus Platoon visible to even more Disney Plus fans. Also, go to YouTube and like and subscribe to the Plus Platoon channel where you can watch all future episodes live. If you have a question for the Plus Platoon, please send us an email to plusplatoon at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Plus Platoon. The Plus Platoon is a Disney Plus fan podcast and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or the Disney Plus streaming service. All opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the individual hosts and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company. Thanks for watching and be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode because the Plus Platoon is to be continued. Continued.